right, well, welcome to another segment of Let's Talk UNLV on KUNV. You with co-host Keith and Renee. Renee, how was your weekend? So I have a big highlight. I did the Top Gun stunt flying exp- uh, excursion out in Henderson, where we so go up in the, the air. you taking the up to an, up, up another notch? Oh, yeah. It was exhilarating. And we did all these rolls and dives and dips. I, I wasn't able to keep it all down. <laughs> But it was an amazing, amazing, amazing experience. And right here in Anderson, you know, not too far from the campus. And so that was my birthday treat to myself. What about you? Can you top that? Well, hold on. Did you get to actually yes, I was fly the... Yes, I was driving the plane. Yes. They would tell me when to turn, and I turned. They would tell me when to lift the nose up. I lifted the nose up. It was absolutely... And I got to wear the suit, too. And we, I was called Viper. It was, it was, it was. <laughs> I saw the photos, but the photos don't quite describe what you just oh said. Oh, my goodness. It well, was see, maybe I got to step it up. You know, my birthday is coming up in June on Father's Day weekend. So I have to, actually yeah. on Father's Day, my Father's Day baby. So you, you give me some ideas to step it up a notch for my uh, upcoming birthday. But for me this weekend, you know, I spent, you know, I have the kids. So, you know, mm-hmm. we spent, you know, going to the school now that the school semester has come to an end and just doing different commencements. And, you know, it was great to see, you know, the awards and the students back yes. on site mm-hmm. and the parents together and the teachers. So that's what I spent my weekend doing, going to his middle school, seventh grade award ceremony and then the subsequent commencement for his school. And then this morning, my son just finished pre-K. So they had like a little ride drive by ceremony. So, you know, we're full of the festive celebratory spirit. And, you know, it's just the timing is perfect to be able to come in today and talk about UNLV spring commencement highlights. So mm-hmm. we're pleased to have, you know, Dr. Vicki Rosser, who's a faculty senate chair and professor of higher education and also in the College of Educational Psychology and Higher Education. And Dr. Rosser plays a key role with commencement, the commencement ceremony itself. And then we also have Dr. Sam Fugazada, who is our registrar, who is probably one of the probably has done probably the most heaviest lifting in terms of the commencement planning. And then we have one of our recent graduates. Congratulations. We've got Mr. Will Kreitler on the line with us as well. So all welcome. And then maybe uh, Dr. Rosser and Dr. Fugazato, if you could maybe just share briefly with our listeners what your respective roles are with commencement, just high level, and then we'll just get into the questions. Uh, sure thing. Uh, basically, my role with university commencement is to serve as a commencement committee chair. So I'm kind of the team lead for a cross-university team that's responsible for putting on the commencement ceremony. It's definitely not an individual effort on my part. There are a lot of folks in any given year who put a lot of hours into making commencement happen. So I'm, I'm, I feel very privileged to work with such a really, really devoted group, you know, devoted to the university and the very sort of volunteer minded, but that's, that's basically my role. Uh, we also, of course, do things like help prepare the commencement bulletin. And this time around, we uh, dealt with issuing, we worked with uh, UNLV tickets to issue tickets for this spring's commencement ceremony. But that is my role with commencement in a nutshell. Thank you, Sam. And Vicki, do you mind sharing your respective role in terms of commencement planning or execution? Well, to tell you the truth, I don't do a lot of planning, but the execution was critical. Uh, uh, particularly when we had four different graduations and uh, making sure we have uh, Marshall coverage. Now, I don't oversee the Marshalls. That's uh, Bill Robinson who, who does that. But uh, sometimes the faculty senate chair sits on top on the platform party. 
but I chose not to do that with these graduations because I felt extra hands and um, help were going to be needed, you know, down on the the um, graduates level there to hand out water, et cetera. So I, I'm not a real planner. I'm a, I, I, I'm told what to do, <laughs> but I changed that role this uh, this time around because of the uniqueness. So I'm just curious when the decision was made that we were going to have an in-person spring commencement, you know, as those that were going to be part of it, what came to your mind in light of COVID and in light of having a virtual ceremony that we had in the fall? What, what were some initial thoughts that came to your mind? Well, for mine, I, I was thrilled for the students. Mm. I was uh, very, very happy about it. Um, I think they were patient. They are resilient, and they deserve their time. And uh, I, I, w- I was one of those that... The university is not going to make a decision to put people in jeopardy, and we all know that. And I have confidence in the leadership of this institution to see that through. And all the planning that was put in place, all the seating, everything that was done, it was great. I, I had no hesitations whatsoever. It was to serve the students. And then, Will, speaking of that, could you share from a student perspective, student graduate, like how you felt once the news came out that we were going to have an in-person commencement? Yeah, well, first off, I just want to start with thanking Dr. Rosser and Sam for all the work that you put in to make this possible. But I think I speak for the rest of the students when I say that when we heard that a graduation ceremony was actually going to happen, I think we were all really excited, especially the students that didn't get to walk the previous year, because I know they were super let down by that. But just being able to get everybody out there. And at Sam Boyd, it was an awesome venue because there was sunshine, um, a lot of smiles. You know, people had sunglasses. And it was just a really good atmosphere, and there was a lot of really good energy. While we were all able to stay safe and have plenty of distance at Sam Boyd. So it was really nice. So Will, talk to us. I mean, had you contemplated how you would end the spring if there was not going to be an in-person commencement? Had you talked about that with your family and friends, about how you would uh, celebrate this momentous occasion, You know, even if the university did not provide an in-person celebration? Yeah, I think without having a ceremony, uh, I was going to have a lot of family come out here, and we were just going to rent out some hotel rooms and just have a a good dinner and a a nice get-together. But with the ceremony uh, actually happening, I still had family come out here. And since it was limited to four guests, I I just picked four people that had really helped me on this journey. I picked my my mom, my stepdad, sister, and my girlfriend, and they were able to attend. And even though I only had four guests, it was still just awesome to have people come out and watch me walk. And so this was like your second graduation ceremony. So how did this one pale in comparison to your first when you received your bachelor's degree? So when I received my bachelor's degree, it was at Thomas and Mac, uh, a lot more people. You know, it's an enclosed stadium environment. And with this one, uh, for me, it was it was special because I was a student athlete at UNLV during my undergrad. Uh, I played football and we had all of our home games at Sam Boyd Stadium. And the first time I stepped foot in Las Vegas, they took me on my recruiting visit, and we went to Sam Boyd. And that was the first time mm. I'd ever really seen anything UNLV. 
so to have it all come full circle and to have my my graduation my final thing that I'm going to do with UNLV be at Sam Boyd it was really special to me and I I actually I preferred it over the Thomas and Mac just because it was a sentimental location to me and that's great to hear. And I know that even, you know, in my wide network of family members and graduates and in, in the work that I do, you know, many, many graduates did not have this in-person experience and they were still virtual. So, you know, once we heard the news officially that we were going to have in-person, I rubbed it in a little bit with some of my counterparts around the country. But Sam, for you, I know that. So what were some of your first reactions when the word came out that we were going to do in person, recognizing that I, I, I suspect from a project management timeline that you were certainly behind schedule for normal commencement planning and then also having to take into consideration the safety protocols that would need to be in place and venue and all those things. So could you just talk a little bit about sort of your state of mind when that news came out and then sort of how you gathered yourself to start to organize this uh, commencement team. And then the second question would be to that is, could you talk to us a little bit about who is com- who comprises that commencement team? Sure. Happy to. Uh, my first reaction to when, when the announcement came out that we were going to have in-person commencement really was kind of excitement. Um, nervousness and anxiety followed after that because, uh, you know, from a planning perspective, but I was very excited. I myself enjoy commencement being there in the moment. So, Having an in, and as good a job as I thought we did with virtual commencement in the fall, I do think that students and the community uh, really prefer in-person in graduation. So I was very excited to hear that uh, the university was going to move ahead with in-person commencement. Uh, when I put on my planner hat, yes, I was. You're right. We were several weeks behind in planning because if spring 21 were normal, we would have begun planning in Thomas and Mac starting in like January. We actually started in mid to late March. So we were quite a bit behind in our planning, but you know, I was, we had a decent playbook for in-person commencement. We had to adapt it heavily from Thomas and Mac to a uh, Sam Boyd, a different venue, much bigger, uh, different seating arrangements and really different everything. But uh, we had somewhat of a playbook to start with in terms of protocols. We had to, you know, submit a plan to, uh, the state originally, and then uh, when when authority for event planning or event approval went to the county, we had to uh, submit to the county. I, I don't remember all the steps off the top of my head, but we planned around that. We had to, you know, map out the number of seats we could have on the field with uh, X amount of social distancing between the seats and how many guests we could have in the stands. It, uh, you know, Sam Boyd has, I think, something like 35,000 seats normally. We had... I think space for 5,100 guests. So it was cut back significantly. There was a lot to be worked out. We had to think about, you know, how we're going to handle people who uh, are, uh, aren't able to stand the heat. So we had to order a bunch of water. We had to, you know, advise people to wear sunscreen, sunglass, and all that good stuff. There was just a lot to be thought about that we hadn't uh, had a plan for originally uh, if we were going to be a Thomas and Matt. But uh, I was really excited as the anxiety and the excitement were kind of uh, concurrent emotions in, in, uh, that I was living through uh, through a, a good portion of the spring term as we were looking towards commencement, I'd say. Was this your second planning for a commencement of any kind at UNLV, or how many other commencements? Not many. You're right. I mean, we so there was December 2020. May 2020 did not. There was no—there uh, was only, like, there was a video project uh, that, that uh, 
uh, was put together. But the only other in-person commencement I had a hand on was December 2019 because I did not come to the university until August of 2019. Yeah, it's all order to so fill. It was Trial really a learning, fire, right? In a way, it was a good <laughs> learning experience for me. I mean, to sound selfish, but uh, there was a lot of things that uh, with one with only one commencement under my belt back in December of 2019, I didn't have a lot of memory of how things need to be. So I, I learned a lot on the fly this time around. And then, Sam, could you also speak to who who comprises the commencement team in terms of not individual people, but more so maybe it's sort of what's the representation like, you know, certain uh, faculty type or administrators, non-UNLV stakeholders or employees, and maybe students, if that's part of the, the commencement team? Yeah, good, good, good question. I forgot that part. Uh, so obviously, you know, my office is, is represented on the committee. We have folks from the president's office. We have uh, someone from uh, the provost's office, at least one person from the provost's office. Then we have a number of folks uh, from uh, really the communications team for the uni- communic- uh, communications and marketing from for the university. And then we have representation from, well, as, as uh, Dr. Rosser alluded, Bill Robinson is kind of the, he calls himself the Lord Commander of Faculty Marshall. <laughs> He's essentially, I guess, our faculty representative. Uh, and then it, it's about 20 people, so I'm sure I'm forgetting forgetting folks. And I, if I didn't say it, that's the uh, several folks from Thomas and Mac. We had about five of them participate this time because we needed the additional uh, coordination to move to Sam Boyd Stadium. And so I have uh, a question uh, for you, Sam, about um, how did you control the wind? Because uh, <laughs> I know that was a concern about, uh, you know, what was going to, how that was going to all, you know, pan out. And then, you know, Vicki, if you could just talk about what did it mean to faculty? I mean, you work with these students, you know, you've been on their journey. Uh, you know, these are master's level students, doctoral students, undergraduate students. I mean, you know, just as a faculty member, I know you were de- there to execute, but I'm sure you had to take it in about what does this mean uh, to see your students walk this stage and uh, to, you know, now enter into this next, you know, part of their life. So, Sam, let's talk about the win. And then, Vicki, if you can talk about what it meant for faculty. Well, yeah, in terms of weather, uh, we, we, we went out to really the National Weather Service for extended forecasts and uh, knock on wood, things held out. Um, the wind, you know, there isn't really much you can do about the heat or the, or, or the wind. Uh, wind was actually more of a concern because it can mess with your audio. But uh, knock on wood, it worked out. Uh, there, there, we don't, you know, when you, obviously when you do a outdoor commencement, you don't really have much opportunity uh, for a plan B unless you want to reschedule entirely. So we did not have Mother Nature on the commencement committee. I wish we could have her. But, well, I uh, thought you was going to say you had a Storm from the X-Men coming. That's her name, Storm, right? Is it Storm? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> or or our Mother Father Z-Time, <laughs> which you needed too, because I'm sure you had to have a time where you'd say, we need to abort this plan if certain things yeah. don't line up. So, yeah. We Yeah, we, we did have, uh, I mean, we did look at the forecast, and up until, like, Really, the few days before, I think, is the latest we had. We, things were looking good, so we were able to proceed. I, we would have had to really do some pivoting to use a, the overrated word of the past year and a half uh, if we, you know, the forecast called for really severe weather. But luckily, that didn't happen. And Vicki, the faculty, I mean, as faculty, how did, how did you take in this moment? Well, well, I have to say, you know, the faculty were, were absolutely thrilled for their students, and, uh, uh, you know, and that's one of the nice things about marshalling is that you can chat with students, you know, in, in their seats as you're, we were, ha- 
handing out bottles of water, right? So we'd go along and we'd give some students a hug because it was our class, and you know, our our particular students. And then I know that wasn't social distancing, but we figured, you know, what the heck. And uh, uh, it was just so rewarding to watch them cross the stage, uh, especially the first commencement that Thursday morning. It was it, it. A lot of us were high-fiving and belly bumping because it brought a tear to our eyes to see everybody come back and give us some sense of normalcy, not just for us, but for our students and 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 for the state of Nevada too. You know, it was uh, so rewarding. And uh, and I have to tell you, what really touched me was the Friday night ceremony when over a 1,000 students from the 2020 year came back to walk across that mm. stage. That, that was stunning to me, that they, they, they knew this was important to them, and they came back and they walked that stage and heard their name called. And I, I think that was the most touching, because they were, were gone for a while. And uh, to have them uh, do that was, I'm telling you, it was really touching. And the coolest thing is when the fireworks went off Friday night, you looked in the sea of students and they all had their cell phones in the air <laughs> <laughs> photographing the fireworks. It was cool. It was, it was so rewarding and it was just fun. And uh, I, 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 I'm grateful what the students did and, and, and for being there. It, we, faculty don't often get this credit, but we mm. truly care about our students. And uh, we, this was a, re graduation is one of the most rewarding moments for a faculty member, uh, bar none, when we see our students cross the stage. And then, Will, maybe you could share similarly, what were some of the stories that sort of you and your graduating class shared just as, uh, as the commencement date was approaching and maybe during the commencement? Well... For the, the whole year, we were doing so much virtual um, classes, virtual meetups. Uh, a lot of my circle within the school uh, was fellow graduate assistants. And so we had all kind of been through the, the, same, the same gauntlet throughout the year of dealing with all these hurdles. And I just know that when we got to graduation, we didn't really know what to expect we hadn't all been in person for so long, and it was just awesome seeing so many familiar faces. And for all of us, it was that first time being back in person, um, giving hugs to each other, congratulating, because we had all been in these classes for a couple of years now, and we were no longer able to be with each other and meet up with each other. And so it was just super special um, just having one last get together to celebrate the accomplishments that we had all had despite going through the pandemic. And that's interesting that you say that because I was going to ask you, like, how long did it take to get through that sort of that awkward initial greeting where you see someone in, in COVID, right, in the <laughs> pandemic and you you do that, you reach for the hand and you realize, oh, I shouldn't be doing it. Then you do the elbow or the knuckle and then you just say, forget it. Let's just hug. Yeah, you're exactly right. It, it is, um, you know, you're just not sure how to approach it at first. But then I think once you're in that kind of moment and you're filled mm -hmm. with those emotions, I think that that physical nature just kind of 
kind of takes over and you're just like, we've been through so much at this point and you just, you just naturally, you just grab on, you hug that person. Um, and luckily I think most of us were vaccinated, you know, the people I talked to. So that was a good thing. I know I was vaccinated and, um, I think that took a lot of the stress off. And then Sam, I want to transition back to you and ask you, I know I do a lot of event planning for different organizations and I know as an event planner, you know, until it starts, you're anxious and you're looking for certain indicators. Were there certain things that made you really anxious leading up to the actual start of the commencement? Well, um, what didn't make me anxious after the start of the commencement? Uh, there were a few. Well, the weather was one of them, which we, we alluded to. Um, but luckily that held out. I think ticketing was, was tough just because we hadn't done it for commencement before. Uh, and I was always worried, like, oh, did somebody, you know, miss an email or, uh, you know, what's going to happen the day of if someone loses their tickets and all that good stuff. But uh, those were the big things. I mean, a lot of, I mean, not not that I say I passed the buck, but I, I again, I'm very thankful that we have a lot of good uh, volunteer-minded colleagues on the commencement committee. Uh, I, I always felt like a lot of the elements of the ceremony are in very capable, experienced hands. Not that I... Um, you know, ignored any needs they presented. But uh, I would say weather and uh, ticketing were kind of my biggest sources of anxiety uh, going into the going into the ceremony. And once we were there, I think after I think after we got uh, for the, the the first ceremony on May thirteenth, after we got the the students kind of marched in, processed in, and the mm-hmm. ceremony was underway. I'm like, okay, I think we got this. And uh, lo and behold, it turned out after all four ceremonies to be uh, a really good uh, really good experience for everyone. I think. Yeah, that's usually when I exhale. It's like once, once the hardest part is starting. Once it starts, you can just sort of exhale and and relax a little bit. And so I just want to have exactly. Uh, I just have one you more know, question. I have one additional thing I'd like to bring yeah. up. And uh, I attended four graduation parties that weekend, where I was invited to students' houses. And at all four of those graduation parties, the parents walked up to me and thanked me and said, thank you, thank you, thank you for having graduation in person. And I'll tell you, that was a stunning moment for me, mm. too. That that really made me gulp that, you know, it's it's, it's bigger than just UNLV but the, and the students, it's the parents, too. So last two questions. We want to first find out, you know, Will, what's next in store for you? Uh, you've reached this milestone, so let us know that. And then, uh, you know, Sam and, and Vicki, is there any chance – that this might be the permanent place for graduation going forward. You heard what say, you heard what Will said, how it made a, a significant impression on him. Any thoughts there about uh, will future commencements be held at uh, Sam Boyd? Um, so for me, uh, right now I'm planning on entering more so the business world. I, uh, I got my undergrad in business management. And I spent a lot of time within the athletic department. I thought that that's where I was going to go. So that's why I pursued a master's degree in higher education. But right now, I'm looking for a job. I plan on staying in Vegas. I love the community. My past six years here at UNLV just helped me grow a passion for this place. And so I plan on staying here. And uh, anybody who's listening to the podcast and knows of work or open jobs, uh, feel free to reach out to me. Well, I guess I'll dive in. I don't, in my understanding, the university hasn't made a decision on whether uh, we would use Sam Boyd Stadium for future commencements. Uh, so I, I don't really have anything to add in that regard. Yeah, I don't have any connections 
at that level either, in, in that decision-making level. I, I will say one of the challenges was the heat, particularly Thursday morning. Mm-hmm. It was, a, it was a, a heavy lift to make sure students and everybody had water in their hands. And uh, so that was probably the biggest challenge. Oh, yeah, wow. I think I, I looked at my phone, uh, I think cause we had two ceremonies on, on I think Friday was the day with two ceremonies. I ended up walking 10 miles that day, handing out water and kind of running around <laughs> yes. the ceremony. So uh, I think that that's a general risk uh, for outdoor commencement ceremonies is, uh, at least in the springtime, is, is heat uh, mm-hmm. So and weather in general. I know. I know that in some of my circles, the questions were inquiring about maybe Allegiant Stadium as mm. a possible commencement site. Mm. Nice. Mm. If we know there's... Costs and dollar signs, you know, you got to be able to make it rain to get over there. We'll keep our fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all for, for joining us and thank you for sharing your from your perspectives in terms of all that it took to plan and execute a successful commencement ceremony in light of sort of pivoting out of the pandemic. And then we'll certainly thank you for sharing the experience that it would have meant to you and your family and your fellow graduates to be able to have an in-person in-person commencement. Renee, what were some of your takeaways from, from today's segment? Well, I just think about what Will said about how students had been through this gauntlet, you know, that's so descriptive about <laughs> how this past year has been and for it to, be able to end this way, you know, I'm also big on traditions and, and this is just a, you know, the, the highest tradition that you can have uh, mm-hmm. in a university setting and just so pleased that it came together. I was one of those ones that said, oh, oh, I don't know about this one. But again, you know, like Dr. Rosser said, the university is not going to do anything to put students, faculty, right. staff, and or guests in jeopardy. And uh, again, this is just another sign of UNLV caring and doing the right thing and taking some risk where it counts. Yeah. And I agree with the latter part with, you know, taking that risk. And I know it wasn't an easy decision that the university came to in order to move forward. And I know the sort of the stress that it may have created for uh, Sam and team to have to figure out, you know, how do we do this and and do it safely within this condensed uh, planning period. But, you know, as a parent, I know that, you know, I go to a lot of commencements Mm -hmm. for uh, my family members and for the students that we support through our various programs. And sort of just having that in-person commencement, as you say, Renee, that tradition and just being able to greet and see people in person is you know, it's unbelievable. And I felt an extremely sense of pride, mm-hmm. you know, being at UNIV and to be a part of that experience. And and I'm just glad we were able to pull it off successfully. And I know that Sam and others, and I know even myself, I was watching the positivity rate numbers <laughs> and watching the, the vaccination numbers and just like, yeah, we got to keep, you know, just, you know, just biting my fingers, you know, until the day came to actually execute the commencement, just hoping that everything broke in our favor to allow us to do this this important have this important experience and i think as dr roster said just being able to get back to some sense of normalcy closing out the spring semester and really setting the tone for going into the summer and our plan to return fully for the fall so i think that was a great culminating event in all those regards what they say rebels make it happen thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of KUNV Let's Talk UNLV. For my co-host, Keith, I'm Renee. Tune in next week, Wednesday at 12, on KUNV 91.5 Jazz and More. That's a wrap. That's a wrap.